Well, guys, welcome to another episode of How Hellhounds of Horror. I'm sorry, I'm already tripping on my word. We're talking about a good topic this week. Uh, we thought we would talk about personal favorite genre of mine. It is found footage. Um, you know, it's it's kind of 50-50 with everybody. It's kind of a love-hate thing. But I, I love the shit out of found footage. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about it. And, um, you know, for those of you that don't know what found footage is, uh, basically, it's it's uh, a movie that was sh basically shot on a camera. It was the point of view of somebody that experienced what they ex experienced. Um, either somebody is telling that story of the footage that they found that they shot, or you know, it's um, you know somebody telling that story based on you know the the recording findings. Um, John, you want to emphasize on that a little bit more? Yeah, found footage, found footage. Yeah, you're totally right, David. That's a that's a fifty fifty for a lot of people. Uh, some people see it as like a cop out, and I I beg to differ. I think I'm with you, David. I love found footage. I'll, I'll start off by saying that I absolutely love it. I think it's I think it's fun, and it's a great tool for really good jump scares that are really quite unique. The definition of found footage is that it's a subgenre, and all or a substantial part of the work is presented as if it was dis were discovered film or video recordings. The events are seen through the camera of one or more character, often accompanied by real-time off-camera commentary, or presented as if it's raw and raw and complete, or edited into a narrative by those who found it. It gives it that aspect of truth because somebody found the footage and they have to tell that story. Um, they add the the drama reenactments of like you know when they're talking to the cops and you know they're interviewing people and things like that. And it, it just gives it that extra, I, I don't know, that extra zazz. Zazz. I think, you know, as far as found, found films go, is it gives you, it keeps your imagination intact. Whenever you're watching a, 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 a found, found film movie, <clears throat> a lot of people, I guess they don't like it because they expect it to be a real, you know, it's actually happening on film as they're watching it. But if you keep your imagination intact on it, you know, there's a lot to like about it. So I, I completely agree with both of you. What I also like about found footage is that it's very minimal when it comes to the CGI, unless they're they're using a creature that you know that the budget just couldn't afford to make like some kind of badass prop or something. You know, they they use some kind of like CGI to to make a fictional creature, but but that's what I like about it. It's a lot of like practical effects. It's a lot of like homemade shit um, mm -hmm. monsters that were actually done with you know real costumes and and things like that. It, it's well, depending on, on what the found footage is, because, I mean, it hits every genre, not just horror. Uh, yeah. You know, it hits comedy, it, it hits everything. So yeah. it's it's just the, the practical effect of it is, is what I like. Because, I mean, all you really need to make a found footage film is a camera, right? You can tell any story you want. Even, like, ho like Hollywood took notice of that after the, the success of the Blair Witch Project. That's really what really boosted it but a, a lot of a lot of that influence comes from likes of cannibal holocaust which that was i think that was one of the first ever found footage films because they they like they made it as if that movie was real genius it's genius because the ad the advertising does it for itself right because right. You, can just, you can just tell people that this is real and back when there was no cgi it was all real and they mm -hmm. like killed animals on that movie. <clears throat> they did all sorts. And they really, the people thought that this woman had been killed. 
the director of Cannibal Holocaust was being put in trial for murder and all sorts. Yeah, it was like, you know, for being the, one of the first films like that, it was before the internet, obviously, so we, they couldn't look it up and look up any kind of back behind the scenes or is it actually real? So yep. I can see, you know, it came out in what, the 70s, I believe? Yeah, I think it was the 70s. And, um, you know, it's fucking prime, one of the prime times for cinema, so that shit was real as hell back then. Luckily, we, <laughs> we can fucking... <laughs> That shit out through the internet. But yeah, the animal killings definitely was uh, a little too far, but they had to do what they had to do to, to give it that uh, like controversial. So. You know, for for me, it, it was different. Um, Cannibal Holocaust, I didn't watch it until, you know, maybe just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, that wasn't the one that stuck out for me. I, you know, although it was, you know, the, the one of the first real found foot, footage movies that came out. For me, the first one, um, like John mentioned, uh, was Blair Witch Project, and the reason why um, that one sticks with me and and should stick with anybody is because of the way that they advertised it when it first came out. They legit made it, you know, real. Like these kids went missing. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the case is still unsolved. So you know, you're going in with the mindset already that this is some legit shit. You know, you're about to watch some actual found footage of what really happened to them. <clears throat> and when it's called the Blair Witch, I mean, you know, and the way that they're advertising it, you're in, you're in for some shit to see. So I remember going to the theater the day after it came out. I think it was like on a Saturday or something like that. And I was just in awe because the way that the movie ended at the very end where, you know, the, the guy was standing in the corner and just got, you know, the fucking axe and, you know, he's, he's gone. That's the way they left the movie. And for years, it was kind of like, you know, the Internet wasn't as sophisticated then as it is now to work you can easily just Google anything and find that information. So for a good while, that was a legit, you know, based on true story, you know, story that was told. And then, you know, later on, the the second one came out. And by then, everybody knew that it wasn't, you know, a real thing that happened. It was an actual considered found footage movie. But I enjoyed the second one because although it was kind of like, a, in a way, kind of like, I wouldn't say mocking it. What's I? There's a term for it that I'm trying to, to get there. But it's it's basically, actually just picking up as a legit thing that happened. These people are like living the craze of what happened. They're fans of the movie, and they're coming out there to see what really happened. So they just think they're going out to see some sights of what really happened. And little do they know, you know, after they spend the night, you know, naked witch out there, titties flopping, dancing around. <laughs> they wake up the next day. You know, shit has hit the fan. They fucking ate their own fucking cameras and paperwork, and they're all out there just like, "What the fuck happened?" And they find out that it wasn't the, it wasn't bullshit. So you know, True. it's a it's a very interesting movie, the first and the second one, because you know it was advertised that way, and then the second one picks up to where it's, yeah. uh, you know, it was real. You know, these people are living it as it's real. Yeah, b- back back to which more I was talking about with the internet. You know, when Blair Witch the first one came out. Internet was prime time. I want to say that came out like what 99? 98? I still remember I still remember being like on an AOL. You know, this was like yeah, this is still, still dial up. Yeah, it yeah, it was before web surfing. So everyone thought that shit was real, including myself. So and I think the second one's a cult classic, in my opinion. Yeah. It's 50 50, just like what, what we're talking about. So yeah, Blair Witch definitely was. And you know, you you pop in the Blair Witch at night. They still got some, they still got some little heebie-jeebies in that fucking movie. So 
dude that movie was fucking creepy though because i mean it's the the music the the noises the owl that comes through the fucking window out of nowhere the little kids screaming and then just disappearing dude that that movie has some creep to it dude like i can put it on in the background playing and i need to have the light on and shit because that's mm. that's no joke that's no joke right there we also got we also got some movies like that we're like mm, put the light on as much as i like exorcism movies dude after I'm watching that bitch of it that night, you best believe I'm turning on all the lights to the restroom all the way back. I'm like that with the omen. So little uh, fucking uh, kid. The OG, the get out in the bathroom, the screaming with the flies and mm. shit. That every time. So for me it would be uh Zelda. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't like I don't like watching art in the dark. I'll see a pile of laundry in the corner. I'll be like, fuck, is that bitch Zelda? She's back. Can, can you imagine a Zelda in the corner just like looking at you, a very young looking uh, uh, kind of Meg Muckle Bones, if you will, type of looking lady with a beach ball <laughs> on her back, just looking at you like, oh, like, Charlie, I'm out. That's some hunchback of Notre Dame ass shit right there. <laughs> I felt like if I was in the room with her, though, like I would just walk up behind her with a pin needle and try and pop that motherfucker. Mm, like a zit video. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like a Dr. Pimple Popper. Yep. I can't I can't watch those. Those are those are too Dude, much. I don't know why I'm addicted to those fucking things. She's got a TikTok and I'm sitting there watching her take out all these fucking things and squeezing. <sighs> oh dude. I'm hooked. It's so yeah. disgusting, but I can't look away. Yeah. Some of them are satisfying, but goodness gracious. Why do y'all think that found footage gets so much hate? I want to hear some reasons. Maybe they feel like it won't be as quality as an actual motion picture. You know, um, some people see found footage and will immediately not watch it. And I used to be one of those people, honestly. At, at, at first, I used to be like, oh, found footage, like clo fucking Cloverfield. I'm not watching that shit. But I've learned to love it. But I do remember just being like, found footage, it's someone walking around with the camera, scary shit's happening, and there's always a tragic ending. It's, there's never a good ending, in my opinion, to a, to a found footage movie. There's always something bad happening. It's kind of predictable. I can see, I can kind of see it sometimes. I want to piggyback off that and say that I agree because people are so used to like Aquaman, um, Goodfellas, you know, these, these movies that have, you know, <laughs> such high quality when they make these movies that... Such a contrast in films, David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a contrast, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were just examples, but these movies are, like, multi-million dollar budget movies, and <laughs> I just realized <laughs> what I said. <laughs> Aquaman and Goodfellas, cocaine and oceans, fellas, cocaine and oceans. But, yeah, I, I just think that everybody is uh, more hooked on the, the CGI and the picture quality. They don't understand or, or appreciate, you know, the, the gem that is found footage. Another interesting uh, thought that I've had because of the way that it's shot that like jolting motion it actually could give people headaches or like really like just mess with their head motion sickness and shit like that you know? yes that's what I was going to tell you about the motion sickness I have a friend um, I went to go watch a movie with her a couple years ago and don't ask me which one it was because I don't know <clears throat> but there was so much camera movement she left halfway through the movie because she was nauseous <sighs> from the motion sickness and I've never known anybody like I, I've never known myself to get nauseous that way. Like if I go out in a boat, like outside of the bay into the ocean or something like that, yeah, I'll get seasick because you're going up and down. 
but not because of the motion sickness of the camera or, or not getting motion sickness from the camera. People have become spoiled. People are yes. very spoiled by them. They're spoiled by the really big trailers. The uh, and um, you know the Avengers movies are just so high quality. Then when it comes to something of lower um, budgets, they're 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 not really going to catch them. So people are just become spoiled as the decades go on. Also, you will not see Captain America in a found footage movie. I don't give a shit. But if you mm-hmm. think if you think about like the first Captain like the first Captain America movie, there is a lot of found footage in that, right? No shit. Because I didn't even think about that. It is technically it's technically it's a su- it's technically a subgenre, but it's also a filming technique, and it's like a film of someone taking film, right? So, Marvel, you sneaky motherfuckers. See what I mean? Found footage you is sneaky sons of my bitches. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be totally wrong. Is Signs a found footage film? No, it's just they they do they have a lot of um like news coverage. I can see why you would think that honestly, mm-hmm. especially um, the the little birthday party thing with the alien that pops exactly. up. Exactly, it's because there's a lot of yeah. news footage on that. I mean, technically, there there could be elements that are. Elements of storytelling through the use of a filming of some sort of either amateur photography, a professional documentary crew, a TV show, like a ghost hunter show. So all of them sort of use that found footage technique, right? So that's why there's such a vast number of found footage films. And I think that's another reason why people don't like it as much because there's there's far too many out there. There's, there's far too saturated of a market. For me personally, as a horror fan, as a found footage fan, it means that there's just so much more out there. But yeah. the risk of a of a poor ending is typically higher <laughs> the more you look. Yeah. So <laughs> I think a lot of people also like the satisfaction of like a, a, a rounded film. Everybody wants a money shot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Would you say there's more bad found footage films versus good? It depends on the viewer. Okay. That could also turn away viewers. All the, They see the bad ones and don't give the good ones a chance because they think it's going to be bad. A lot of people really didn't like Blair Witch, right? They were just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's... Oh, because it was so successful. I feel like very much it's an inti- they're intimidated by that because they're going against the grain. They're not they they don't have a high budget in comparison to the other movies that are come out at that time. Yeah. But their their numbers in terms of viewership mm-hmm. is something to really take notice of because um, the Blair Witch, for example, its budget is around two hundred thousand five hundred to five hundred thousand dollars. Their box office. million. Damn. Jesus Christ. Was the first Blair Witch, right? Wow. So, I mean, I'm I'm actually curious to know what other movies came out. That was a good year. While you're looking that up, I want to add to that. So, after Blair Witch came out, you know, found footage, there were some movies that came out here and there, but I don't think found footage made a big enough impactment to where we saw all these found footage movies just start coming left and right over the last few years until Paranormal Activity came out because that was like the first mainstream found footage movie that catered to everyone because it was about a haunting. And who doesn't love a haunted fucking house? You know, with the way that they advertised it and marketed it, it for me, it became the first found footage movie that was like, 
really mainstream to where it brought in more numbers than like Blair Witch would or, or Cannibal Holocaust because it's just something that, you know, stuck out more for everybody and it was more jump scares and shit like that and the way that they made the trailers. So I, I think that that really boosted found footage to where we saw all these movies coming left and right over the last eight or ten years. That budget was small too. Paranormal Activity's budget was even smaller. It was uh, 15... Was it like a thousand dollars? 15,000 on the production. So then Blair Witch was still more popular then, but I feel that Paranormal Activity made a bigger impact because it it was the way that it was sold yeah, in a trailer. That was famous because it was done very, very well. Yeah, and that sold me. Shit. It, was, it was also filmed in the director's house, I believe. No shit, that was his house. He did it in his own house too. And it's it to might- cut down on costs. That was that was fantastic. I saw I remember seeing Paranormal Activity in theaters and oh my god. Like that I didn't I didn't get a chance to see Blair Witch. I was too young. So like imagine if Paranormal Activity came out when Blair Witch did. I think it would have been even more successful because it wouldn't have been a watered down environment. P- potentially, um I think because there was nothing really in, in- like in competition with the Blair Witch at that point like I was just looking up what movies came out in 1999 in terms of blockbuster films uh, there was things like The Bone Collector uh, Mm -hmm. American Beauty came out in 1999 Big Daddy came out in 1999 very big hits shit I still watch Big Daddy every now and then live news Uh, The Haunting came out Stir of Echoes uh, I don't know but I'm thinking about making making my own found footage movie we should do it, guys. I mean, with the technology we have, literally, like, the technology we, we're holding in our hands every day with these phones, they're, they're becoming way more advanced as the, as the as the months go on. Okay, let's be real. Especially with iPhones. They're dropping a new iPhone every fucking five months. Yeah. And, you know, we can probably create a found footage film, found footage film with just our phones alone and could be successful. It's not impossible. I know I can make one right now on my way to the restroom. <laughs> yeah actually al you brought up a very good point so that that sort of brings us around so we've started from from the early beginnings of found footage to the sort of success of the blair witch and paranormal activity into now sort of the future of found footage what, what you've said is all online so uh one of the one of the movies that i was really excited about was uh host that was uh, available on shudder that came out during the during the covid pandemic in the uk they filmed it entirely on zoom mm. uh which was inc- incredible uh apparently as well i also read that they also filmed every single scene was done one-on-one with the director and the person and then it was all spliced together into like a zoom call so that it was all, all done correctly and properly great jump scares great use of technology Dude, that was a good one. Was, I like it. It was, was spooky, good. man. I, I got I got jump scared a few times. It just it just shows what you can do with what you use on a daily basis. That doesn't cost any money to use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what you, we don't should need a big Hollywood budget. We should create our own. We should we should each create just like a little a little fun found footage film, like five little five minute thing oh, or something. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a good idea. That'd be fun. That's a, that's a good idea. Actually, we could do that. And, and what we'll do is we'll, we could post them on Instagram. Back with technology, Instagram has now furthered itself with these longer videos that people post. So now we could potentially do something fun like that. You know, I, Or even have 
you know, the, the, the listener who's listening right now, hello, that you can either, even get y'all in the mix and y'all can send us y'all's found footage little samples and make a big old fun thing out of it. Well, now. Mm. Dude, I, I'm going to use my mom in mind. There's nothing creepier in the found footage than a creepy old lady. <laughs> I haven't even hit my blunt. <laughs> I'm just fucking... <laughs> it, it, it just sounds like a good idea. Another really good found footage movie that's come out in the last few years, and, and me and you talked about this a little while ago, was Digging Up the Barrel. <sighs> I fucking love that movie. Dude, there was I, something like something about that movie that just made it like creepy and and funny and and just all around just just a good time. Um, very cheesy but very good. Like I can't remember the guy's name. Adam Green. Adam Green. Yeah. Um, it's it's incredibly like meta movie because it is Adam Green is playing himself, right? And right. All his friends are in it. All his like cool stars and all that are in it. As themselves. That's another another thing I wanted to point out, dude. A lot of these... So, a a lot of found footage movies have actors that come under fake names. But these big movies that that are noticeable, actors use their real names like Heather Featherston or whatever her name was from Paranormal Activity. (laughs) It just makes Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity, which is the most amazing thing ever. (laughs) It's fantastic because both those... Both those women in both those movies made my nether regions engorge yeah. to maximum lengths. Katie Featherston and Heather Donahue. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. I, I didn't even plan that. But that yeah. was fantastic. That was so funny. But it's because, like, again, they all played them. They all played themselves. They didn't, they didn't do that. And, and those are some of the techniques that you'll see in a found footage film. That sort of shaky camera work that, that gives you that nausea. And actors typically portray themselves. There are times where they where they don't where it is a Hollywood movie and a, a, a good example of that is Chronicle. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a movie where they don't play themselves. They they're they're actors that are in a found footage film, which is a fucking incredible film, by the way. Chronicle, definitely yeah. check it out. Chronicle's mm. pretty good. I, I like Chronicle. Yeah, that new Power Rangers movie, they kind of bit off of that a little bit, and they found Zordon's gym. Thing. <laughs> that's interesting. They found his gems. Yeah. <laughs> they found his nose nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you've uh, got to be an alien if you got five nuts as power coin. Got one blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly used in, in horror, sci-fi. Like we've, we were just talking about, like Chronicle and um, District Nine. That's another good one. Oh, District Nine was so uh, good too. The The Bay. Have you ever seen The Bay? Yes, The Bay. Dude, I, I Chesapeake Bay. if if those of you that are listening out there right now that are Netflix and chilling it up all the time, I cannot mm. stress as above, so below enough times because that oh, yeah. movie is. If you want to watch a good one, that's a good one on Netflix. As above, so below. One of my favorites, hands down. If someone came up to you and said, "I've never seen a found footage film before," what are two that you can think of off the top of your head that you would tell people about? It would be as above, so below. The Taking of Deborah Logan and The Monster Project. I really liked The Monster Project. That was really good. I haven't seen The Monster Project. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I think you should watch that as soon as we get out. I actually haven't seen The Taking of Deborah Logan either. No. Oh, my God, dude. That is such gold. That would creep you out, dude. That little old lady is creepy. I never, never got around to watching it. I've been watching a lot of found footage recently. So uh, what would you... Uh, what would you pick as a couple of found footage? 
probably the first one that comes to mind is the devil inside and um yeah how's october built yeah what, what did you what do you think of part two i dug those movies a lot everybody on the internet how they're so sticklers about how movies aren't the way that they want them hated the second one they absolutely fucking hated it dude it wasn't that bad it it, it might have not been as good as the first one but i'm i'm a big fan of if we're gonna make sequels i'm still gonna watch them even if they are good or not because i'd like to fill out the story you know i'd like to see an ending to the story like hell house they've got three already and shutter's coming out with the abaddon tapes which are prequels dude mm -hmm. i am gonna watch every single one of those because i need to finish the story i need to know where this fucker that you know did all this shit in this house where he came from what he's about how he thinks i need to know all this shit so when it comes to for me found the found footage films that get me are the religious ones yes. um similar to like uh like the devil inside me when I, now when i was thinking about it is you know the movie emily rose the exorcist mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, now yeah. is it more is it more scarier going into religious films is you're dealing with the devil himself in someone is it more do you think it's more terrifying or, or believable to, to be dealing with him himself exorcism movies are a big thing with me because i come from a catholic background on, okay. on my father's side of my family so you know the the devil thing has always been around you know even as a kid you know the devil's gonna get you or you know that's evil shit that you do or you know people yeah. are evil the devil's around you know all, all that shit you know it comes from religion but there was this movie and i'm trying to remember the name of it um is it the the last exorcism or something like that i think it's called so i think it's michael pena that comes out in that movie as a priest so they do an exorcism on this woman who's actually possessed demon the antichrist cannot be exercised essentially inhabits this woman's body and is roaming the earth as some kind of savior that's you know being put all over tv as some kind of messiah that's just appeared on earth and is curing people and shit like that and for me that's far more scarier because these demons like um like you said the devil inside annalise the exorcist tapes shit like that those demons can be exercised by a priest and they're gone but when it comes to the devil or the antichrist it just can't be you know essentially they're they're here to stay in hell on mm -hmm. earth that's far more scarier dude yeah it's a lot more direct like you're dealing yeah. with you're dealing with evil itself versus his little demons out there that also do the possessing but i feel like when it comes to the man himself and or his son it's they just it. It, it hits harder i feel like it's more those are the film that the found footage films that are more believable because it's more of a current thing that people deal with daily with religion. So I like those better. I like those. For sure. What was that one, John, with Michael? Um, it was a horror film about this the dude Michael who who wanted to call out the devil and see if he was real because his wife died or some shit. It was a um, damn it that had had Michael in the fucking. Thailand. Oh, you're talking about the the exorcism of Michael King or some shit like that? Yeah, that one. That was fucking scary. I think it's that one. I'm not 100% sure. I have to think about that, but that's the only one that I can think of that, that you're talking about. Yeah, it was, like, it was this white dude, and he just was doing all this witchcraft shit just to prove that it was wrong, it was fake, and then he got into the actual devil dealing, and he actually got fucking possessed by him. Like, hmm. that's a, That one was fucking scary. If I'll give it that, yeah. The the first one I would definitely recommend is Hell House LLC. Uh, mm. I think I think that's a fantastic found footage film. It's the documentary oh, style yeah. one, so I, I love that. I love the way it was done. Uh, I would also recommend Creep. 
I haven't gotten around to seeing that yet. Mark Duplass. Oh my god. Honestly, swear to God, hands down, I couldn't finish this at night. I had to wait till the, I had to wait till the day because he Oh was, really? Yeah. I don't know why it just really spooked me for some Ooh. reason at that point when I was watching it. I'm gonna see if I got popcorn in the kitchen. I'm popping that bitch in tonight. Yeah, they made a sequel too. Those are really good movies, really enjoyable. For anyone that's sort of new to found footage, those are Hellhounds approved. So if you're more hardcore and you've seen those, David's going to hit you with some more. I broke this shit down for like alien movies, you know, Bigfoot, exorcism movies, shit like that, right? For a squeamish found footage movie for me personally was Megan is Missing just because it's about a, an underage girl that's kidnapped and essentially she's sexually assaulted and it shows the entire thing. And I am i don't sit well with rape movies, man. Not even... Especially an underage, you know, yeah, rape movie. You know that that didn't sit well with me, and I, it was a one-time watch for me, and I can't watch it again because it shows hard as shit. Why do filmmakers create movies like that where there's an underage girl and or just an adult that there's a there's a severe rape scene that can traumatize the viewer? Do they want that shock value, or are they? What, what do you think they're trying to push out there? Like awareness. I, I think at the same time, yeah, it's awareness that that this is this is a, a thing that can happen or does happen in the world today, and found footage movies are a way to push that because, you know, these are the the what ifs and and what really happens out there. So, you know, young girls getting kidnapped and getting sexually assaulted or killed or, you know, imprisoned as slaves and things like that, all that shit is is things that happen out there. I mean, here in Texas, I mean, we've got coyotes with you know, transporting human trafficking, all that shit that goes on here in Texas to Mexico. So, I mean, shit like that exists every day in the world. So I, I think that also adds not only the, the shock value, but the realness to it because it's shit that really does happen. Creature movies. We already talked about digging up the marrow. It's a nice creature movie because there's, you know, creatures and monsters and shit like that. So, so good. Yeah. Now, um, so those of you that have Roku out there, there is a app on there that's called found footage and has a bunch of nice little found footage movies it's got like i don't know like 12 or 15. there's one called the museum project um so basically it's about um you know a guy and a girl they're doing an interview with this guy about this uh museum about railroads and they want to come back at night because supposedly it's haunted they want to do like ghost hunting and shit like that so they come back and they find out that, that nobody was bullshitting. That shit was legit haunted. And although it's a very short one, it's a very good one. I enjoyed the shit on it. Second to last, and, and I have to because this is one of my favorite subjects, is Aliens. So, mm. Phoenix Forgotten, that's a good one. There's so many alien found footage movies out there. But these two stuck out for me the most. Uh, Phoenix Forgotten and Area 51. Those were really good. I enjoyed those. Thanks for forgotten. I watched that again recently. That's that's so well done. Can I break it down? Uh, so Phoenix oh. Forgotten is about the, the infamous Phoenix Lights that happened in the 80s, 70s? I believe it was the 80s. Yeah, it was the 80s. So it was like a widespread phenomenon where everyone saw these set of lights in like Vegas, like Nevada, in Arizona, like in the day that's right, enough to where it was, the accounts were, were all similar. So it was considered an unidentified flying object, right? 
So it's a found footage about this guy. Um, his name's Josh, and he captures the, the thing, and he becomes obsessed with finding out about it. So they go on an adventure to try and figure out what happened, and they don't come back, and they're never seen again. So it follows his sister, who's grown up, and it's like 20 years later. So she's trying to figure out what happened to her brother. They, they find a tape. It's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, of, pretty good. Speaking of alien films, can y'all remind me of the one, I'm going to just describe it, where this lady, there's, there's obviously aliens, but they're at, in human form. And whenever they try to tell them, tell that, tell that girl about themselves, they get sucked through the roof. Forgotten. They're forgotten. So just for copyright purposes, I'm not going to play the audio. But is this what you're talking about? Th- this might be it. Hold on. That's the one. That's the oh one. Oh my god! My brain, bro, embedded in my fucking brain ever since I've seen that. Why don't I remember this? Like I remember it, but I don't remember it. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. Because I've got my headphones on, and, it, and I, so I can hear you guys. The sound is quite loud. So I, <laughs> when she got sucked away, I just like jumped at my skin. <laughs> just, just thought you guys are not. Just in case there's. Oh like, my <gasps> god! To nicely round out my recommended list here, if you want comedy, a little bit of romance, and if you want good old shenanigans between you and your friends, I cannot recommend Project X enough. <sighs> Absolutely. Great. I love Project X. One of my favorite ones, man. I just love that movie. Was it a pinata full of ecstasy? It was a so. uh, the gnome with the finger. They stole it from that drug dealer's house. Passed it to the camera guy. He's all, we need a fucking mascot. <laughs> my favorite part was at the end when the dude shows up with the flamethrower and shit's hit the fan and then Metallica fucking hits and all the chaos fucking just starts, dude. Oh my god. I like how the, the neighbor comes over. He goes, my tree's on fire. I hope you're fucking happy. You're going to be in some serious shit. Here comes the two kids, the security guards that just fucking tackle. <laughs> oh, that shit is so funny, dude. I love that movie. When people say found footage, they think of some like cheesy horror movie or some right. poorly acted, shaky camera, like amateur, right? They don't think of a Hollywood movie. Another uh, thing that comes through in found footage is it's based on a true story. So all found footage is not horror or some kind of fucking monster that's trying to steal your anus. Would you say at least ninety percent of it is horror? Uh, I'd say I don't think it's ninety, but I'd say it's probably close to that. Uh, and a lot of it's science, sci-fi as well, and sort of alien yeah. movies. So I think a lot of that so, too. That's the most common, but it does branch out. I would say about sixty to seventy percent horror, maybe about another twenty percent sci-fi-ish. The crazy thing is it jumps into these like sub sub genres where there's like documentary and then yeah. raw like uncut footage where it's just it plays out and that's it, right? Yeah. So but yeah, mainly mainly horror movies and science fiction. Like there's definitely like a, a market for the more intense, sort of really you know immersive stuff. Um mm-hmm. there's a lot of like August Underground, all that sort of stuff. Um, which personally I haven't I haven't ventured into yet. I don't think I've sort of found the balls to do it yet. <laughs> but um, another one is the Poughkeepsie tapes, which it's sort of based on like sort of documentary style, but it's really positioned as if it's real and it's an unsolved case, right? right. Um, really intense, really hardcore stuff where they're showing you these home movies made by this like suspected serial killer who has like kidnapped this woman. So 
I mean, that's its own sort of sub-genre within that. It's the more sort of violent and less about the discovery of things and, and becoming lost. It's more telling the story that no one else is telling, the stuff that you don't hear about in the news, that sort of yeah. stuff. I think that's a very important sort of sub-genre that sort of comes up with, with found footage, and I think those are some really good examples of it. Very I just re- I remembered I saw it on my list and forgot about it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, found, found footage is it's it's seen as one of the most highly successful return of investment genres that the world could ask for, but it, it has a love hate relationship, and I think I think today we've we've gone through a lot of stuff to love about found footage horror. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff to take away, but at the end of the day, it's all it's, it's all good because horror fans, we all have that morbid curiosity. So whatever you need is always going to be there. There's always going to be a movie to fit your needs. And I think found footage is a great place to start if you're just getting your feet wet with horror or if you want to elevate your horizons. If you've just stuck in the same genre for years, this is another one to sort of go down a different avenue. It's, it's, a, it's a very dynamic genre because I mean there's it's it's just so so vast I mean the possibilities are endless and I mean like you said I mean if, if you're looking to get into something different it's very different it's not like your usual Friday the 13th slasher it's it's got those aspects it could be you know what if this really happened and, and you know you found this tape and mm-hmm. this is what was found and it, it's completely different in a way so Find a movie that you can watch. Um, check out some of our recommendations that we mentioned here. Um, some of the ones we pointed out. These are some very good films to start with. And uh, yeah, just go down the rabbit hole. You won't be sorry. And there's a lot of streaming services nowadays that offer a lot of found footage. Amazon, Netflix are doing it. Uh, Tubi yeah. TV, like David mentioned. There's lots of resources out there. They're all great for found footage. Um, you find some gems out there, like like that have been listed. There's some out there I haven't even heard of. These these gentlemen have said so. Yeah, give it a shot. You um, I don't, I don't see why you'd be disappointed in trying something. And don't forget the snacks. <laughs> what what would y'all say needs more found footage film in what genre? I I don't really know that any any genre needs a found footage element. Okay. To be honest, I think it's just its own own thing. Own it serves its purpose wherever it goes. So I think okay. if it's like, but but it's also common enough now, like because it's it's now seen as overdone. There's a lot of the found footage elements that are done through like through the use of cell phones and like there'll be scenes where it's all filmed on an iPhone frame, right? There are movies that are about teenage girls and then becoming teenage girls and finding technology and then social media and how that's come into play. That's a huge thing that, that influences modern day films it is very it's a very immersive experience when you're watching a found footage i think that's what that's what people like about it everyone's so quick to just discredit it because it's found footage but i think it's as a genre i think it's it's one that's because it's very profitable uh it's very marginalized and i think it's it's a great one to even just wet your foot if you want to if you want to overcome that first step of becoming a filmmaker the easiest way to do that is sort of found footage film and then from there you can sort of pave your way on what direction you want to take so here's my question so we've even we've even got found footage in space like the europa report Mm. but do we have a found footage underwater i don't think so i kind of want to invest in a gopro now for some reason 
Yeah. You know, only like five percent of the water's been explored. Technically, the bay would could be considered like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Found footage, um, just mainly because it's uh, based in the Chesapeake Bay, and uh, a lot of it's a, a lot of the stuff is done. It's all done from different families' perspectives or different people's perspectives. Right. So, um, and it's crafted like a documentary to like as an expose on the Chesapeake Bay and, and what the events happened to this news reporter. Um, and it's very, very well done. A lot of the stuff, like underwater stuff, is incredible. A good successful found footage film for today's sake would be one about the coronavirus and the pandemic. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it was a huge success because it was all done using today's technology. Like we're talking on Zoom right now. They used that to make a horror movie. Yeah, it was. It Dude, was if something genius. moves in y'all's backgrounds, I'm gonna shit a fucking tiny elephant. Yeah, it was. It was great. Honestly, check check it out. It's yeah, I'm gonna look it up. It's, it it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really good. And they they do the the good thing about it is they do have modern day references like the girls wearing a mask when she's walking down the street. They're talking about lockdown. Yep. They're sneaking yes. out like, oh, I'm gonna break lockdown. Oh, like they're legit doing that. <laughs> and. Um, we're living through some pretty crazy times right now. We're definitely going to be in some history books 10, 12, 20 years from now. I, I, I never imagined we'd be wearing masks or any of this shit ever. <laughs> but no. Yeah. Now it's just, now it, it the mask has now become like our phone or our wallet. It's always on us. It's And everybody has their own like um, styles of masks and shit. Yeah, Everybody's got their own prints on it. Everybody adapted to it. It's become fashionable now. And you know, right. if you don't have Mask on, you're just seen as a disgusting fucking human being. Yeah, dude. Have you seen these fucking videos of people that the way that they act or carry themselves in public and create a scene? That shit's just fucking trash, dude. They do it on purpose. People want a rise and a reaction out of people. I was sawing wood for my grand for my uh, stepdad with my mask, and I wore it to Walmart. And I I have bad allergies. When I when I tell you I sneezed so loud, <laughs> everybody looked at you. I felt like a fucking abomination like yeah. i put all my shit away and i left i was like these motherfuckers are here. everybody's Ooh. trying to clear the same aisle from you vente mijo vente Escala they, diablo. Start, they start hand sanitizing shit they're starting to bleach shit before i even put my shit down i'm like man fuck this fuck this I'm fucking <laughs> you know what fuck you i got allergies i was chopping wood suck a dick and then we see you on tiktok fucking raging <laughs> Uh-huh. And then you're the next Karen on TikTok. Oh man, I could never. No one wants to be that. No one. That's today's found footage. Everything so, everyone's got a phone nowadays. Everyone posts stuff and they put it on there. No yeah. shit. That's a that's a good way to position that. That's that's very good. Oh, you can't get away with shit nowadays, bro. Fuck no. You can't get away with a murder. You can't get away with shit. You get caught. We're living in a found footage. Yeah. Oh, hold on. That's sh- that should be your next tattoo, dude. Found footage, twenty twenty one. I've done so many coronavirus tattoos. I've done masks. Really? I've done masks, toilet paper. I've done the actual virus. I've done it all. You, I, I could tell you all some stuff, but it'd be off air. But I've been a but- I've been done a butthole tattoo. Man, I can just go on and on. <laughs> she came back four days later. It was infected, bitching at me, and I was like, "Well, you know, you're wiping your ass in, a, in an open wounded area." Yeah, exactly. How do you think that was going to go? Yeah, you wanted spider webs on your asshole. And I successfully pulled off clean lines in that butthole, and you're fucking coming at me because they're infected. You have shit on your ass. Like, <laughs> no shit. Put some peroxide on that shit. 
I was like, quit using that dollar store ass toilet paper. Put some fucking A and D ointment on that fucking lather that butthole up. I bet you that bitch don't even use baby wipes, dude. <laughs> you know that became a thing for me in the last few years, right? So, you know, right. women always use baby wipes, right? But as men, we just use toilet paper, right? Okay. Total game changer for me when, you know, like there was just this one day I took this massive sticky shit and you can just keep wiping and wiping and it just keeps coming and coming, right? So I look over to the left and I realize, you know, my sister, you know, she carries baby wipes in the restroom. So I was like, you know, putting two, to, two and two together in my head. It's like, well, it's wet and it's a lot easier than me getting some toilet paper putting some water on it they're cleaning my ass dude best decision ever although it felt kind of nasty like if a cow came and licked your asshole because it's wet and you're not used to that sensation right it was the most religious cleansing i've ever had of my anus. two yeah. things one i'm not walking around with slippery butt cheeks two you might as well just get a bidet to fucking shoot your ass in water. You might as well just do that. Well, no, I mean, I mean that that's the good thing. I mean, yeah, you, you use the baby wipes to wipe your ass, but you don't want to wipe run around with the slidey cheeks because that's how you get rosal. So you get a, some toilet paper, a little dab will do you to, to pat it down, and you're ready to go, man. They're lavender scented. Oh, my God. You're so gross. <laughs> oh, dude, my asshole has never felt so fucking, like, zen-like because it, it has no stress. Because of the lavender. Uh, well, everyone, um, they are giving us the go-home cue, so we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, give us a follow on all our um, streaming platforms, whichever one that you do prefer to listen to, um, so that way you can get up-to-date with um, or updates when our new episode is coming out. It will definitely let you know that. But other than that, um, John, you have anything to add? <laughs> We'll try and make some of our own found footage horror movies and see if we can get them posted on Instagram. I think that's a fun idea. And if you have your own found footage that you've been working on or you want to make a found footage that you'd like us to share, definitely get involved. Reach out to us. We're more than happy to share it on the page. So, um, yeah, I think this this could be really fun. I'm really quite excited about it. My nipples are excited. Mm. Everyone have a good night. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Don't forget to prep your meals for the week and uh, smoke them if you got them. Have a good night. Bye. And remember, you know where you can always find us? Deep in the pits of hell. <laughs> <laughs>